so Corey, you were talking about setting up some kind of a mentorship program. Yeah. What would this entail and uh, how would it help? Well, you know, I, I mean, when I think about what aspects of, of the whole process with the machine, what is what has been most helpful to me? Individuals like yourself stand out. There's been mentorship along the way from different support groups and recovery groups, people I've met along the way sort of by chance. But it made me think, what if there was a more formal version of mentorship where you were connected with someone with lived experience who had been through been through the whole process, ideally of the same career as, as yourself, who could be a person to bounce not only feelings and, and ideas and thoughts off of, but also what was happening in the process. And this person could then be, be a bit of a partner for you and, and maybe even at times be a bit of an advocate, even if it was just through, through figuring out how to, how to approach a meeting or how to approach a, an appointment, say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I know that, that for, for folks who do 12 steps, sponsorship is such a big, such a big thing. And, and what one of the biggest take-homes for individuals is what they get from their sponsors and that relationship. Things like smart recovery don't do sponsor don't do sponsors, but you still you still develop relationships with people and you still find people who whose help is is a benefit and you kind of they seeing you through and, and going through the journey with you a little bit as they hear your story. So I don't know. I, that was my thought about how to how to kind of make that not a, an exception, but make that a, a, a rule and something that that the whole system, the whole machine saw value in and said, okay, we know you're going to be going through something where you're pulled in five different directions. We know you're going to feel isolated and, and alone. Um, here, are some, here are some people that we think might be a good fit for you. Yeah. I can tell you that one of the first thoughts that, that came to my mind when I the college had basically contacted me to let me know that uh, they had suspended my license it was very, you know, it was early on. I didn't, I was completely ignorant as to what was going to happen to me. And at that point, I, I asked the complaints officers, I guess. I asked if I could talk to another pharmacist who'd been through this, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you guys must have, must have seen other pharmacists in, uh, go through these circumstances. Is there any way you could put me in touch with one of them? I just, I would love to talk to somebody so I could wrap my head around what's going to, what's going to happen and, and, and maybe give you some, some tips and just, you know, make me feel like I'm not the only person on, on earth that this has happened to. And the response was, no, we can't do that. And because the, the uh, generic uh, confidentiality thing, but I can tell you that I felt like that would have been if there was one thing I wanted more than anything else at that time, if there was one source of help, it wouldn't have been like a doctor, a professional psychiatrist or whatever. It would have been that pharmacist who'd been through what I'd been through and made it out the other side. Yeah. That was what I was looking for. So this idea of, um, of having a program set up where people were, I don't know how it would work financially uh, because you know, in the twelve-step program with with the sponsors, their idea is that uh, the sponsor is getting something out of the deal by helping another person. I understand that, 
However, I think there's when when you've got a healthcare professional that's you know maybe already time is already quite valuable. Um, if you want to be able to have a schedule that's that's agreed upon and so that you know you've got their ear for a, you know it could be twenty minutes a week. Who knows? But just a little bit of uh, of connection with a person like that, I think it would give the the individual at the beginning a better they'd be in a better position to take advantage of treatment that you know mm-hmm. they'd know going in what they'd have an idea of what they're up against, what they should pay attention to, what they should maybe take with a grain of salt, you know what worked for that person, and this is not it's not going to be a situation where the mentor is going to just lay it out for them and tell them exactly what they're going to do. No, it's more that, that the individual is going to be able to ask that mentor questions and they can provide the answers as best of their ability. And I think just having access to somebody like that, not only because they've got answers that you don't, but because there's another person who exists (laughs) that you can connect to because you're, you know, at the beginning, I mean, they really make you feel like you are the only, the only person who's ever had a problem with drugs. That's a healthcare professional. For sure. And there's a long lag time between services kicking in and appointments, appointment dates coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, So you will be off work for maybe a month, maybe two months before your first appointment. Maybe you're waiting another couple of months for, for, treatment maybe less but the treatment doesn't for outpatient treatment say it's not starting up every week you have to wait for the intake so those are really vulnerable times and times where some some connection and some mentorship would be really really valuable this business of leaving people to their own devices like what a terrible idea it's the worst terrible idea. And, and it's, I, I don't think that the, the leaving people to their own devices is malicious. I think it's just the system being system being bogged down. Every facet of the system has, has a heap of, of work um, that is coming from various directions. I don't think that they're thinking, Oh, let's, let's no. let Nathan stew. No, but, they're not but, thinking that. but like, why, why let Nathan stew unnecessarily when, when what you were asking for was to, to be able to talk to another person who'd been through it. It's like, it just, it seems like such an obvious one. Mm-hmm. And I don't, uh, I've since approached the college of pharmacists about that again, offering my own services on the other side and was again declined, which I find disturbing. Yeah. Like I, the thought I had was what if you went through the, through the, the machine, you went through treatment uh, and then your either your union and I haven't kind of figured out which, which side to go, but either your union or your college in the case of nurses, I think about the union to say, are you willing to put your name on a, on a registry or on a list of that could, where you could be called by an individual who's, who's new at this. And if you say yes, great. And if you say no, then you can walk away and never have to receive a phone call if you didn't want to. Mm-hmm. But if that option was open and if, if, if I had been asked, hey, would you like this? I would have jumped at it. And I think there's other individuals that would jump at that too. The opportunity to, to reach out to someone who, after they've been through it and say, you know, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't help but be a little suspicious as, at the reluctance there. Well, like, why, why such a resistance to it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not 
it's not a confidentiality issue if both parties agree to it. I mean, what I right? Do you are you too lazy? Is it too much of a pain in the ass for you to to just? All I was asking was that my name be available for other pharmacists who are in that position. Just have my name there, and if somebody asks that question that I asked, just give them a card. Is that too hard? Yeah, and it it, it leads one to to assume that keeping people in the dark is of benefit to the system. You can't help but think that, yeah. and it's it's certainly the you get the feel that each entity that's involved it benefits from you being off balance for as long as possible because it makes their job so much easier. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, when they're dealing with, uh, you know, somebody early, early on in the process, you know, you're, you're pliable, you're vulnerable, you're yeah. scared, you're, you know, you're willing to do, you feel like a piece of shit, you know, like you're, you're even beat up uh, as far as your, I don't know, call it self-esteem. You, do, you don't feel, you just, you're ashamed. Yeah. You know? And uh, you want to make it better. So the last thing you're going to do is, is run in there and start advocating for yourself. So if you see some weird stuff, you're more likely to, oh, well, I guess, I, I guess I just don't know yet, or I'm sure these guys know what they're doing. And that approach quickly, <laughs> quickly devolves into a situation yeah. where you're like, what in the fuck is going on here? Like, this is yeah, uh, completely exactly. insane. And by the, by, you know, six months into it or a year into it, you've got a chip on your shoulder. You've got an edge. You're aware of the dysfunction that is rampant through the system. Mm -hmm. And you are, are much more, maybe some of that shame has, has uh, gone away and you're much more willing to push back a little bit. And if they had a whole slew of, of healthcare professionals who were edgy and, and pushier, that would make their jobs a lot harder too. It would. Yes. Maybe it's just a, uh, it's a control issue and maybe it's a, a workload thing. I don't know. I'm going to think about that a little bit more because I do want to start confronting. If I have to physically go down there and, and walk in, I will, but I want to know other organizations. Like I've talked to the college of uh, dentistry in BC. They're very nice. They're like, yes, of course we can do that for you. That's the, you know, we appreciate you thinking about our, our members and blah, blah, blah. You know, they were, they were totally amicable, mm. but uh, not so with the pharmacists. And, you know, I'm even, I even think to, if, if individuals agreed that they would be a mentor, that there were some parameters there and there were, there could be discussion in advance with about, you know, what, what that role entails. Sure. And if there, if, yeah. if, if, if there, if there wanted to be some, some discussion, that would be okay. Cause I think something would be better than nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you mean, if you could sit down with like, say the college, if I would have went in there and said, you know, I think this is a helpful thing for people going through this. I, I feel that way because I've been through it myself. And I wonder if maybe you guys would be more comfortable if, if we just set some, some limits on, on what could be discussed and what could be, maybe they're concerned that they're going to, uh, there's going to be more legal ramifications. You yeah. know, I mean, half of them are pharmacists slash lawyers. So you got to think that any, you know, litigious uh, risk is probably quick to come to their mind. Yeah. 
So yeah, maybe if a, a contract was was drawn up as to like you're not going to take this new pharmacist who's got in trouble and uh, turn them into a, a fighting machine that's going <laughs> to <laughs> set the place on fire, yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, maybe that's what they're worried about. I don't know, but uh, it's a great idea. I, like one of the easiest things to implement too. Like people yeah. take barely anything. Maybe that should be something that we could offer on uh, on the website. It's something that we have enough access to people who've been through this stuff that we could probably put together a, a list of names and and have them, you know, it, they'd have to be compensated somehow. And I don't know how that would work, but something to think about. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.